Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. When you see God the way he is, that's all you do. Yeah. Even Isaiah. It's like everyone who had the vision of heaven, the only song they sing is holy. 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 Isaiah 6. That's all he, that when he got a vision, that's what they were singing. John, in Revelation, that's all they were singing. No one is singing anything to do with you. Make me feel good. Holy, holy, holy. We have a lot of chaos in here. <laughs> Yesterday we looked at uh, the word of God, the value of the word of God. And I'll just repeat Jeremiah 1, 9 to 10. You can go look up Isaiah 60 something yourself. 66, I think it was. It says, the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth you were reading with me. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Uh-huh. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. I put my words in your mouth and I have set you over. Let's first remove souls. I'm up. <laughs> I put my words in your mouth. I have set you over. Over the nations. Over the kingdoms. Not with. Yeah. Over. Yeah, they are levels. Yeah. Over. 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 How? My words in your mouth. my words in your mouth. So God has been giving us different words here at Worship Harvest. And for some reason, most of them this year came from the book of Isaiah. So every time I come here, I might preach something from Isaiah. Don't think it's because that's where I'm reading only. It's just the different words God has spoken to us. And yesterday we were looking at the value of the word. Arise, shine, for your light is come and the glory. I had planned to preach up to verse 4, but I preached, I think, verse 1a. Yeah. For the rest of the revelation, to contact the Holy Spirit because, because he's the revealer. Hey, he's your teacher. And in verse, chapter 61, where we're going today, I want, I want to talk about marks of a revival from Isaiah 61. Marks of a revival. This is how you know that you are in revival. Let's read together. The Spirit of the Lord, God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. I will start with verse 1, if you don't mind. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news, good tidings to the poor. Jesus preached this same someone. And Kenneth Hagin said that Jesus, Jesus appeared to him, I think, four times in, in his time of ministry. Live appearance. Like, you're there in the room, the person is there and you're jazzing. You should read the book, I Believe in Visions, by Kenneth Hagin. You, you'll see. And on one of the times, Jesus told him that everywhere he went, this is the scripture he preached from first. 
That's what he told him. That's not what is in the Bible, but we see in Luke chapter 4 that the first time Jesus preaches in his, own, in his hometown in the synagogue, this is the scripture he preaches from. So Jesus told Kenneth, brother Kenneth Hagin, who is in glory, that every time he went to a new place, this is the scripture he started with. He always preached this verse, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim them to the recovery of the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That that's what he always started with. Now we know that the Bible declares in, in uh, Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Shout, I'm anointed. You cannot have a revival without recognizing the anointing that you possess. Because God in all his wisdom has somehow decided to use people. 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 The anointing is upon people. You see this building is lovely but it doesn't have the anointing. The anointing is on someone who is seated next to you. Someone who is preaching to you. Some, yeah. Anointing. I mean, we spent a long time just talking about the anointing on MC Live, so I'm not going to be there by that point. I just want you to know that Isaiah starts by saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. How, how do we know the spirit of the Lord is upon me? Because he has anointed me. He has anointed me. Now, I have too much to say today. I wonder how I'm going to get through with it. Now, we're talking about revival here, right? Marks of revival. One of the things, even as we start talking about the anointing and the Holy Spirit, first of all, you know, let's let reverse the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's where you start. Yeah, the neglected member of the Trinity. The ignored member of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit. There can be no revival without the Holy Spirit. It starts with the Holy Spirit. Because God anoints you with the Holy Spirit. Am I making sense? The anointing. One of our sisters here has that gift of interpretation. So, sometimes when I'm preaching under too much anointing, she starts speaking in tongues. For those who don't usually come to worship personally and you are wondering what's up, it's, uh, it's all in order. Now, he has anointed me now. The Spirit. It starts with the Holy Spirit. And everything Holy Spirit. Huh? Tongues. Everything Holy Spirit. And the prayer. That's why you've seen that we didn't set a theme for this. We tried to set a theme for this thing, by the way. But the theme has just been going off the whole time. Into prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. Yeah, those who don't know that there was another theme which has refused to come out. Everyone who comes up. So we've just allowed. Let's go with the yeah. young. Now, here is wisdom. Are you ready for wisdom? 
they, oh my goodness. The wisdom of ancient words. For you to be accelerated in a revival and to experience anointing, you must possess the wisdom of ancient words. It's, it's Apostle Grace Vega who talks a lot about ancient oil. Now, here is the thing. This is Jesus. The one upon whom the Holy Spirit came in physical form even for avoidance of doubt for everyone and then went and fasted 40 days and nights. <laughs> and he comes from the wilderness in great power. And this anointed Jesus, son of God, somehow conspires and fails completely to come up with a new sermon and starts copying some prophet of 400 years ago. That's the sermon he's preaching. Are there people here? You see, what is slowing you down is your too much innovation. You want original revelation. Jesus didn't operate with original revelation. He started preaching Isaiah's sermon. Give us Luke for 18. Some people might be thinking we are forging. This is Jesus speaking. How does he say? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to you, the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover your sight to the blind, to set at liberty. Does that sound like something you've just read in Isaiah? Is it that Jesus lacks ability to write new sermons? Wow. Ancient words. You see, your can new song can lack anointing. When some hymn that was written 200 years ago, every time you sing it, people cry. You're seeing. Your eyes are open right now. You're seeing. Ancient words, ancient wisdom. The more we change it, the worse we get. Yeah, modern life, what, what? Things just get worse. Marriages don't work, families don't work because we want modern things. Ancient. Jesus is preaching Isaiah's sermon every time he starts to preach the first time anyway. John, talking about Jesus, who's someone is he preaching? Isaiah. Hmm? I am the what? The, 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 the voice crying out in the wilderness. Make, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Prepare the way for the ancient words. When Peter gets up to speak on the day of Pentecost, where is he speaking from? Most of his message is a quotation of the prophet Joel. Wow, 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 wow. Mrakaze. Being original is killing you. killing you, it's killing you, it's killing your destiny. Trying to be an original is killing your destiny. 
Yeah. If you listen to Raked Dube, you're just hearing a tweaked, improved version of Bob Marley. That's why he was so successful. <laughs> Are there people? Ancient words. Those of us who preach, how much sense do you make when you come and preach without quoting the ancient words of scripture? Is that called a sermon? If I came here and just told you stories of what, 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 without saying, let's open Isaiah or Ezekiel or Corinthians, Hezekiah is not a book in the Bible for clarity. I know some members on this side are confused. Do you realize that there is absolutely no power? There is no power. That's why when we train people to lead people in prayer, we say, don't come here and start shouting prayers. Get into the scripture. And lead us through the scripture. That's where the power is. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Ancient words. I mean, when you read the Bible, at some point you wonder, when are these Israelites going to stop talking about Egypt and crossing the Red Sea? It's like, don't they have another miracle in there? Everyone who left Israel, Egypt, crossed the Red Sea, might what? Wow. Jesus preached Isaiah's sermon. And then I started preaching Bishop Doug's what? Messages. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just read these books and come and teach about the anointing. You even think, my God, that Pastor Mosen Napozino, I'm a footer, God, I'm with the anointing. What? No, I, I've just been reading the anointed and his anointing. Am I making sense? Do you think I've been more effective in ministry in the last one year than before? Why? You think I've been reading more Bible than before? Matter of fact, I think in the last one year I've been reading less scripture than before. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, there are times time I used to read whole books. Now, why? Bishop Doug, listen, why? Ah. When I come here and teach about that, principle of reciprocal recognition. Lebra, huh? Legaday. My right leg is shaking. You think I came up with it? No, I was listening to Bishop Doug. And he talked about recognition. What I did, I just gave it my own title. Reciprocal recognition. And now you also know about reciprocal recognition. You can now also go and preach about reciprocal recognition. And when people are, are, are tweeting, they are saying, Pastor Solomon, Pastor Solomon, hey! Why are some people not happy? Because they don't know how to preach. Am I the one who told you not to listen to other people's sermons so that you learn how to preach? <laughs> hey! There is power in this place. There is power in this place. Dare you believe there is power in this place? Your life can take a new direction tonight. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. 
I know what I'm talking about. And when you listen to Bishop Doug, the whole time he's talking about Kenneth Hagin, Benny Hinn, Rick Joyner, Reynard Bonke, David Yongicho, David Oyodepo, and others. So, he, and now, oh, when you look at those, all those guys, now for them, they also have now. From Kenneth Hagin to what's the name of that guy? It's a very rare name. You, most of you probably don't know it. Benihin, Catherine Coleman. From Catherine Coleman. Uh, no, 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 the one before. Amy Semple McPherson. Amy Semple, Maria Woodworth, Eta. Now, when I find a guy like Bishop Doug, who is tapping all those five and channeling them through one person, then I know I don't have to listen to all those other preachers. I just listen to this one and I'm getting all of them. Why are some people still bored? Yay! I'm telling you, try it. Try it. Try this wisdom and see what happens to your own mission or community. I need the physical Bible. To your own cohort, zone, location, plus all the other things that are giving you a constant headache. Try it. Act. Let me see if I can find this. Just stick with me. Now, you see now the message has expanded. You are getting the expanded version. Some of these Bibles also. Not, not yours. I mean down on the phone. Just. Ancient words like reciprocal recognition. My goodness. Anointing. The anointed and his anointing. Hey. All right. Hallelujah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Give me Acts 16, verse 4 and 5. I, and I showed these people. Now, business people, this is yours also. Yeah, you're moving so slowly because you have not prepared on a guy who is moving much faster than you in your field. You know, if I was a businessman, and I am to an extent, but if that was like my main thing, I would set aside money every month to sow into a businessman who is ahead of me and faster than me in my field. Yeah. And I would set up a monthly appointment where I take my seat and say, teach me the things that you know. What makes you fly so fast while I'm crawling like a, like a millipede? Let's read. And they went through as, and as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and the elders. This is Paul and Silas. Now, remember that kafafo about the guys who wanted people to be circumcised, and then they went to Jerusalem, consulted the apostles. The apostles agreed. They wrote a letter to the churches. Now, these guys, they grabbed a copy of that letter, Paul and Silas. This is Paul, the anointed one. And everywhere they went, eh? what would they do? They would just read from the letter. They delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined not by them, by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. What happened? Verse, 50, verse 5. So that, what does the word so mean? What does the word so mean? No, Rachel. 
So the churches were what? Strengthened in faith and increased in number daily. Daily. Why? Because they were just bringing the other stuff that people even they had to first argue before Peter stood up and made sense of it. Increase daily. Hallelujah. You see, you don't have to have a powerless ministry and a powerless life. There is stuff. Ancient words. Jesus is quoting Isaiah. If you find someone to quote, If you find someone to copy, someone to follow, ah. you see, for us, we are very good preachers because we quote ancient words from the Bible. And then we add on other people's what? Yeah. Bishop Doug, Bishop Edepo, Andrew Womack, what? Joseph Prince, all those things. We, we, missional communities, you. you the way we do missional communities, you would think we invented them. Hmm. That's Mike Breen. I thought when I start touching here about teaching about missional communities, you will think I have I'm Rodney Stark. I've done all the sociology. But he says, because the Lord has what? Anointed me. Anointed me. The anointing is a most precious thing. Most precious. You see, the anointing doesn't make you look a certain way. You can look anointed when you are not anointed. Yeah. Because I think everyone who has a little bit of money can buy good clothes. Clothes are not the anointing. I can dress up and look anointed but I don't need to because the anointing is not revealed in clothing <laughs> yeah it's not They, they asked in Mark 6, this man, what, what kind of man is this? What kind of wisdom is this that's given to him that he does what? Mighty works. Yeah? The wind bloweth, whither it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh or whither. You see, you can't tell a great businessman by what they are, by what they look like. No, you look at the business, you look at the turnover, you look at the revenue, you look at the profit, you look at the number of employees, you look at the market share. That's how you can tell. But you know, church folks have been totally fooled. Instead of looking at all the metrics that matter to determine is the man anointed or not, they are looking at 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 at, at pictures and and, and and posters. I'm telling you, if that was the case, then you'd just say John wasn't anointed. Yeah, because yeah. Are you with me? Let me continue because I need to get to the other stuff. But we're talking about marks of revival, the Holy Spirit, the anointing. Jesus taught and said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father not give you the how yeah, the Holy Spirit when he has. In other words, in Jesus' estimate, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, that's the best thing. 
When Elijah was about to go, and Elisha was, he asked Elijah, well, what can I do for you? He's like, dude, just give me a double portion of your spirit. And what did he say? You have asked a very hard thing. But he said, if you, if you stick with me, you'll, you'll get it. You have asked a very hard thing, but if you stick with me, you'll get it. You see, when you're anointed, other things work themselves out. Yeah. Things just work. Even you, you don't know how they work, but they work. So how do you know a person? You look at the effects. How do you know someone is an anointed business person? You look at the business and how it works. And you just have to say, hmm? There is something here. It's not about begamble talk. What? No. Yeah. How do you know a minister is anointed? You look at the works. The people. The people's lives. Are people getting worse and worse? Or better and better? That's how you know. If everyone comes into a church and they are a billionaire... And after two years, they are all millionaires. And after a couple of more years, they are also they are all a hundred thousand dollars. And given two more years, they are ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you have to be suspicious. Yeah. Am I making sense? When we started this church, there were exactly three cars. And they all didn't belong to the members who drove them. Evangelines, which belonged to her mother. Timos, which belonged to MTN. And Dr. Oculos, which belonged to his dad, the UAB. That was all. The Black Thunder and the Prisia, those came later. There were first three, three. We majestically packed our three cars. Our three cars. Now we suffer for parking. Yeah. Yeah, we have to think about parking. That's not anointing. You also try. You also try and create a parking crisis at whatever you lead. Praise the Lord. Effects. You are anointed. Yeah. They, you can't do these things with, with in the flesh. It's impossible. How? V- verse 1 of Isaiah 61, we are, still, we are going to verse 7, verse 4 by the way, but we are still at verse 1. To preach good tidings to the poor. <laughs> oh. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to what? Preach good tidings. Since we are talking about marks of revival, I want you to take a keen interest in the Holy Spirit and in the anointing. It will change your life forever. The anointing. Where is the anointing? The anointing is with people. If you're looking for the anointing, it's with people. That's what I found out. Because I was looking for the anointing all over the place. Yeah, this is with people. How do you get the anointing? By listening to anointed people, being with anointed people. They say that they had been, they took notice that they had been with Jesus. Yeah? As, as Peter spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell. That's listening. 
seeing what anointed people are doing, serving anointed people, serving with anointed people. Among other things. But let's move quickly. To preach good tidings to the poor. The purpose, the core purpose of the anointing is, to, is ministry. And the high purpose within that core purpose is evangelism. The first purpose of the anointing is, it's not shaking, it's evangelism. What did he say? You shall receive power. Acts 1.8 When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall shake. You shall roll. You shall cry. You shall laugh. You shall fall. You shall scream. Now all those things are good. And I even encourage them. What's life without screaming? <laughs> oh, falling. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. But Jesus says you shall be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. Evangelists. People who share the good news. That's the core purpose. So, in a true revival, there is evangelism. Revival is not people coming together like now for prayer meetings. Because when people say there is a revival, there is going to be some revival meetings at church XY. What they mean, they will instead of only Sunday, they will also meet in the evenings and have worship and someone will preach and then they will pray and go. That's wonderful. That's not revival. In fact, all the praying we do here, together here, is just the tip of the eye. Not, it's not even the tip. There are people you're seeing here, you think they came here to pray with you. They, they've been praying like since 3 a.m. By the time you see them at 6 o'clock leading songs, they already prayed up. Most of that happens in private. I'm not discouraging those of you who came to get your dose of prayer for the week. Get it, but I'm saying we can't do this every day. There we have families to have dinner with and what? Yeah. How did I end up here? Witnesses, yes, witnesses. So that... In a, true, in a true revival, there is what? Evangelism. Yeah. Elder Pastor Kamara, I'm told nowadays, is a proficient evangelist. Like, if you are a sinner, just don't come near her because you're going to get saved. Break a say. Le Baba. Hey. Anagazo. That's how you know there's a revival. People are getting saved like this. The other week we had 1,500 salvations. Last week we had 1,300. If you struggle with math, that's 2,800 in two weeks. And if you add the 1,100 of the other week, then you are almost at 4,000 in three weeks. Those are two mega churches. Those are two mega churches. That's a revival because the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news, the gospel. I was meeting with the pastors of the Trailblazers cluster this afternoon and it was pointed out to me that the Trailblazers cluster alone right now is bigger than the whole movement of worship harvest was a year ago. Yeah. One cluster almost has 5,000 people. When AI got the whole movement had 4,000. I don't even know whether it was right to call it a movement. 
didn't look like we were moving anywhere. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> ah! Are you there? Yeah. Pastor Bithri and Pastor Angela, prepare because the time is in Kanduka. Preach good tidings. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There is healing. One of the marks of a revival is what? Healing. And you've had so many testimonies of healing. Yeah. We serve a God who heals. Our God heals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not my position to ask why the other person did get healed or the other one. No. It's my position to celebrate the, our, the ones who got healed. Because they are there, many. To proclaim liberty to the captives. There is deliverance. You don't have to continue carrying that heavy thing. Opening of the prison to those who are bound. Freedom. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. One of the marks of a true revival is financial dominion. That's the year of Jubilee, the acceptable year of the Lord. When debts were cancelled, the 49th year, every 50th year, debts were cancelled. And land was returned to the original owners. That's why you still have land leases of, 50, of what? Of 49 years. That's where it came from. Wow. So, you see, there is a guy who took over the land title of Earth. He has been masquerading like he's the what? The, the landlord. When Jesus came, he, he proclaimed the acceptable year and the land is re, was given back to the original owners. Yeah. All of this is in there, marks of revival. Are you getting faith? Are you being encouraged? And he says, and the day of vengeance of our God. One of the marks of a revival is justice. God coming to correct that which, yeah. You know, I'm telling you, every time there is evil, evil, God raises new anointings. God's response to evil is not social justice. God's response to evil is what? An anointing. When Israel got their evilest king ever, called Ahab, who married Jezebel, who was even eviler. <laughs> what did God do? God didn't start an NGO to advocate... For the rights, who's the guy that they threw down, they took his vineyard? Naboth. You didn't see, you, there was no Naboth rights organization, NRO. No. Instead, God raised who? Elijah to counter that evil. In England, when there was a lot of poverty and what, God raised John Wesley. God raised the, the guys of the Salvation Army. Every generation... God has raised anointings to push back evil. And I believe that part of my assignment from heaven is to push back poverty. Poverty must go. Yeah. Now whether you receive that or not doesn't matter because it's going. comfort all who mourn. You know, mourning is when the miracle didn't happen. There is also an anointing for that. It's called the comforting anointing. In, in a revival, we comfort the, 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 those who are in pain. It is, it is ETC down here, what, 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 that they may be called trees of righteousness. Do you know that a tree doesn't disappear every morning and show up sometimes? Trees and mushrooms are not the same. 
When they talk about trees of righteousness, it's like righteousness is visible. You can see it. You see, you are righteous by faith in your spirit. But now when your neighbors start acknowledging that, really, that, that man is righteous. When the people who do business deals with you, they just say, that man, you know, like Kamara here, they just jumped to pay any kickbacks. Yeah. That, that's called a tree of righteousness. Yeah. But if you pay kickback today, then tomorrow you don't, you are not a tree. Your righteousness is just by faith. It's no longer, it's not yet manifested. You're a mushroom. You're a mushroom of righteousness. Grass of righteousness. Come, come, come. You trees of righteousness, come. We are in a revival. Get on with the program. Yeah, you have like a minute each. Ah, wow, Lord. You know, after a word like this, we would need like more response time. Eh? But there are things in the, in, the, in the, I think afternoon, Apostle Mose gave a word and said, the answer is it's spiritual. Spiritual things, we don't, sometimes all you need to do is lean in. So why don't we lean in right now and pray in the spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to pray for us and with us and through us. Just pray in tongues. If you're here today and you've never received that gift, receive it right now. All you need to do is open your mouth and start speaking and the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. Open your mouth and start to allow a language to flow. Allow, you don't have to feel anything. But that language is so powerful, it's a gift from God. Your mind will tell you that you're forging, don't allow it. But right now, friends, the Holy Spirit is giving instructions. Instructions around evangelism, instructions around the issue of prosperity, instructions around, you know, honoring anointings in your generation, and you know exactly what to do. So go ahead and pray in tongues, receive instructions, take quick and immediate action, Receive grace to one of the strongest ones is to break the back of poverty and I just sensed just a sudden sort of affirmation of the Holy Spirit very strongly and this is a, that can sound like a redundant instruction but people of worship harvest look if you've not never bought the book straightforward financial growth and read it you need to you need to just do it don't exclude yourself. Then there's people here, you've struggled with small things like tithe. Just stop. Stop trying to reason. Move with the flow. God is doing something in this house. Move with the flow. There is a specific instruction around that word that when Apostle said it, I just felt a surge of affirmation from the Holy Spirit. So whatever that looks like for you, some of you, there's obediences financially that you need to take. Just do it. Just do it so that we don't stop the flow of God in our generation. Amen.
0775642449 text that number call that number tell the person I give my life to Jesus they will be able to walk with you and show you what you need to do next thanks so much for coming out may God bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace may his mercy be established in your heart that you never doubt his heart toward you May God anoint you mightily for this generation and may all see the effects of that anointing. May you rebuild broken cities, ruined walls. May you rebuild extended families that are falling apart. May you rebuild businesses that are failing. May you rebuild churches. May you rebuild ministries. May you rebuild this nation because of the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Thanks so much for being here. See you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.